Let's go, girl. Just tell me what I can and show you things that you couldn't believe. Is WTF women talking football? Not to be confused with WFT. We are the women apparent producers for Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. My name is Ashley Pickle. I'm the executive producer of those two entities. Sitting over there, hi friend. For the first time in a while, it's uh, the AP to my EP, the associate producer of this joint, Mallory Hartley. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It has been a hot minute, actually. Um, this is episode 45 of Women Talking Football, and we're back for good. So it's been it's been a little while. The last show that we had was actually when we made the massive announcement mm-hmm. um, of Texas Football Tonight, which was, I believe, July 14th. Yeah, that um, was uh, that was the. F- Friday before we left for coaching school, so it's literally been a month. Friday Almost before coaching exactly school, yeah, yeah, just three days over um, yeah. a month. And the reason being for that is we've been really stinking busy, man. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, we've been planning uh, a whole show. So <laughs> take that as you will, but we're busy. A an hour long podcast or a thirty minute podcast is one thing. I'm not saying it's easy work to produce it. We've been doing it for about two days now to get ready for this one. A two and a half hour weekly live show that is going to be going for anywhere from fourteen to sixteen weeks is mm-hmm. a whole other beast. Right. Uh, so honestly, that that's why we uh, we haven't been doing WTF, but we are so excited because now we are starting our regional breakdowns all Super throughout exciting. the off season. We talked with tons of coaches, wives of women football adjacent. Thank you to all of our guests that came on um, this past off season, uh, foot, <laughs> non-football season non-fo- is what I'm going. There you go. Okay, that's uh, that's how we need to refer to the off season of football is just mm-hmm. non-football season because yeah. there there's no off season for no. us in the streaming company. So. Uh- Off-season makes my blood boil. Yes. (laughs) The phrase off-season absolutely makes my blood boil. The the question that makes my blood boil is the, uh, oh, so what are you doing right now? Now that football's over, and I'm like, you do realize that we run a multi-million dollar streaming (laughs) company, right? Like, we stream all sports, not just football. Sitting here with my finger up my nose you know like that that's it just Twitter you know around. uh just, just oh you know me just, just hanging, hanging around. around um but no we had a fun we had a fun non-football season still talked a lot of football went through a lot of record books thank you to everyone who was listening um if you are new here welcome to the beginning of football season our favorite time of the year and here's how this works um on WTF so on WTF what we do is We at Dave Campbell's break up the state of Texas into 21 different regions, stretching all the way from the Panhandle to the Piney Woods to way out west in El Paso, all the way down to South Texas and the Rio Grande Valley. We cover all 21 regions here at Dave Campbell's. So we decided that with WTF, we were going to take it week by week and go through the regions of the state. Now, obviously making it starting now going through football season we're not going to be able to give each region its own individual show so we're going to expand them a little bit today we are focusing on one specific region we will be talking about the Brazos Valley which is kind of down there in the Bryan College Station area of the state if you're not super familiar with Texas think south west southeast of austin northwest of houston is -hmm. probably the best way to put that um so very excited to do that in that we will be uh breaking down some of the preseason ranked teams taking a look at which teams in the brazos valley that we think has a chance to be some true contenders this year to of course play in illustrious at&t stadium at the end of the year for the state championships we'll be breaking down some players that you definitely need to watch maybe you're not super into the region of the brazos valley but you like to know what's going on in the recruiting world Mm -hmm. mallory hartley will update you on that and then the best part we will be joined by KBTX sports reporter Nicole Griffith 
funny enough, Nicole was on the show with us last year. She was one of the very first reporters yeah. that we called on WTF. We are going to try and switch it up because we don't want to just hit replay on exactly what we did last year and talk to the same people. But with Nicole, when we reached out to Nicole to have her on the show last year, she was about a week maybe a week and a half yeah, into her job brand new <laughs> literally brand new and we just at the time uh we knew that her job was going to be to cover texas high school football there are some other female sports reporters down there but most of them as of last year were more focused on covering the collegiate side of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's this, you know, teeny tiny university you may have heard down in college station, mm -hmm. uh, Texas, a, a and M I think is the name of it. So apparently they had their hands <laughs> full with that. So we needed to find someone who was covering Texas high school football. And Nicole came on and to her credit, absolutely crushed it. I mean, she, she studied up, she asked some people some questions and she was able to hang with us for about 10 minutes, just talking Brazos Valley football and the poor girl just got there Literally just started so props to her but we wanted to have her on just kind of like a hey welcome back to the football season and let's see let's see how much you gained how much knowledge you gained in a year from from being in that position. exactly so. I literally texted her and I said hey it's me again um since I kind of screwed you over and put you <laughs> on like before you really knew anything we would love to give you a shot now that you know some stuff this is to gonna be, be a able... piece of cake for her oh yeah now she's gonna be spitting it like easy 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 and she honestly she was I don't I don't know how much she studied last year but she was spitting it with only about a weekend so very impressive uh -huh. to talk to her but we're we're super excited um but before we get into that because we'll we'll bring on Nicole here in just a second do we want to put up that graphic real fast we talk we kind of precursor this at the mm -hmm. beginning of the show but for anyone who is just now joining us or whether that be Dave Campbell's, whether that be women talking football, we really want to spotlight something that we are incredibly excited about. And that is next Friday. I cannot believe I'm saying that next Friday, tomorrow, it'll be a week till we will be doing our premiere episode of Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight, two and a half hours live every single Friday night from next Friday all the way down throughout the playoffs, we will be streaming for free, F-R-E-E, -E, live on TexanLive.com, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight. Think Red Zone, but for Texas high school football. We will be going into all of our Dave Campbell's Texan Live broadcasts that we have. We're streaming anywhere from about 30 to 40 to 50 every single Friday night. We'll be diving live about six to seven different spotlight games that we'll be keeping up with and then highlights live action across the state right there on TexanLive.com for free every single Friday night. And it's not just free for the first episode next Friday. It's free all season long. Nick Laupius on the desk, Ishmael Johnson bringing you all the action next Friday, August 25th, texanlive.com. We are incredibly excited and hope you will be joining us there. All right. But before we get to next Friday, we're already considering it football season around here. We are geared up. We are ready to go. And there's a part of the state in the Brazos Valley that is always on football season. And that's where we want to welcome in KVTX sports reporter, Nicole Griffith. Nicole, how are you? Hello. Good. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Um, just, you know, avoiding the heat, but staying inside. <laughs> it, that's a tough thing to do here. <laughs> I was just going to say half the time it's even hot inside because it's so stinking yeah. hot outside. Um, Literally. Which I'm sure is something that you've gotten used to now considering, I guess a congratulations is in order considering <laughs> you've basically been in College Station for one full year now. <laughs> Yes, I had my anniversary uh, in July, my one year. So I am—I don't know if I'm Texan yet, but I've been here a year. So, <laughs> you know, considering you're covering Texas high school football, I think we can hand you like a loner Texan card right now. We've—we've we've got another year to to vet you out here, but um, no, I think you got your Texas card when we brought you on last year and legitimately just shoved you into the fire and said, "Hey, you've only been there for about a week, but do you want to come on and talk Bryan College Station?" <laughs> Absolutely crushed it. So we wanted to give you a shot now seeing how everything panned out last year to join back on the show so thank you for doing that but let's start with that let's start back in last year and talk about the success that y'all had I mean from a state champion in Franklin to College Station being a state semi or a state finalist 
What was that ride like for you following those programs all year long and to see them make it to the Holy Grail that is AT&T Stadium? Yeah, it was awesome. It was my um, first time. I went and covered, I helped cover the Franklin State Tournament game. So um, I want to give a shout out to Morgan Weaver, our sports reporter. She kind of is on the Franklin beat. They love her up there and um, we they love KBTX and we love them um, back and going up there and helping her cover Franklin. You know, it's awesome just seeing like uh, Franklin, they didn't lose a game. Um, they went back to back. They moved up a class. So, you know, they're just as dominant. I saw Mark Fannin in his three years has only lost three games and so you know people really want to uh you know franklin's a powerhouse right now and they've got a target on their back and but they you know they they're not shoe wins any year they'll say that but um it's awesome to see just how dominant they can be from going to 2a to 3a and college station i know they they feel like they came up short uh being going back to the title game and uh you know not not quite getting it done um but they're just as hungry and uh stony priors leading the ship over there and um they'll just kind of i don't think they need to rebuild it's just kind of a reload year because they're so used to getting back there so and also i covered um burton they um made it they lost to mart in the playoffs you know and they were uh, in the final four you know they were one win away from getting to the state championship so you know we've got a lot of hungry teams down here and a lot of success now there's no shortage of of ranked teams down there in the brazos valley like you said franklin college station all looking to to repeat what they did last year I'm curious, what's a team down there that you are excited to see that might not be ranked in the preseason but is expected to do pretty well this year? Yeah, I I would say Brian. Uh, they're the lone 6A team here. Brian High, the Vikings. They were kind of my beat last year, and I'll be back on um, covering their first their season opener um, on the road. So I would like they're hungry. You know, they uh, kind of got a little bit of a taste. Uh, it's their second season under Ricky Tolis, and so it's always kind of nicer. You know, the first season is you're learning a uh, new culture and um, how coaches like to do things and new terminology. And now it's the second year and they've got their quarterback, Malcolm Goodham back and they have Tyson Turner, who's a, a Texas state commit and, or not Texas state, sorry, Texas tech commit. Uh, hopefully he's not listening here. Hopefully he is listening, but uh, sorry, Tyson. Um, but you know, they've got great talent, uh, young, great talent on that team. And so that's, you know, and they're just two minutes up the road from our station. So I'm hoping that they, and expecting them to do well this year. Man, you mentioned something there too with Tolis obviously being at Bryan now going into his second year. And that seems to be a big trend down there in the Bryan College Station area with Stony Pryor and then Danny Young's over there at Brenham. A lot of new talent in the coaching world that seems to have had such a big impact right from the bat. What have you noticed about, you know, last year, those being first year, kind of following these teams right now, gearing up for the season, do you notice any sort of a confidence level that seems to be there from these teams, knowing they have the offseason under their belt, knowing they have a season under their belt? Are you, are you noticing that down there? Oh, for sure. We do um, high school like kind of like a high school media day. Um, and we have 20, 27, 28 high schools come in in a four hour span. So, you know, we're talking wow. to four to eight players plus the coaches on each team. So there's about, you know, 80, 90 players that we're talking to. And you can just tell like teams that are really hungry, you know, that they um, have, they're like, we know, we know what our coaches want from us. We know how to, how practice goes, how their terminology goes, what their flow is like. And they're just really hungry to, you know, maybe they, they had a, a rough, you know, when you have your first year under a coach and you have like a rough pre-district, but then you kind of figure it out by district or, or vice versa, you know, you're okay in the pre-district, but then district comes up and it's a little harder than you were expecting. And so you can just tell like a lot of these teams, they, they know what to expect now and they're hungry for uh, the high school preview. The media day was, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So it's, they're like we have a month until the season and now it's it's next Friday and so I know these kids are and uh, young men are excited to get out there on the field something that I'm curious about from your perspective we let's tr I'm going to talk about college for a second but it relates back to high yes. school obviously when you're talking about Texas A&M and the SEC as a whole you're starting to see that you know the high-flying offenses that people are using and, and everything like that but what 
it's funny to me as you look in the high school ranks of what the BCS area has to offer, and it is some exceptional running backs from Jaden Jackson over there at Franklin to Aiden Martinez-Brown at College Station. I mean, the list goes on and on of these, like, true powerhouse running backs. You know, run the damn ball is always a, a real big <laughs> thing in the state of Texas. Yeah. What do you have to say about the true talent at running back that, that your area down there in the Brazos Valley has? Well, I mean, it really helps when you have an SEC program, you know, in your backyard. And so they don't have to go far to recruit. And, um, you know, you've got Houston and Dallas and San Antonio and Austin, um, you know, not far away. So, if, like, these athletes, like, they can write their ticket if they put in the work. And so you can see that they're hungry. Um, we, You know, for running back, you know, is not featured in seven on seven. But when I covered seven on seven this summer, you know, you're like this team, this kid has a Texas offer. This kid has an Arizona offer. This kid has four offers to do. And this kid has eight offers to do what, you know, it's like, it's the talent is strong down here and they just have to be able to put in the work and, you know, the coaches will find you and they know that. There's no doubt that there is a ton of talent, especially in the running back position on the offensive side of the ball. But let's switch over to the defense because a lot of these teams really stood out to me last season with with strong defenses. Like, example, Brenham, I think their defense is going to be really, really stout this year. What are some of those defensive players that you're going to keep your eye on coming into this com- this season? Yeah, I literally have Brenham starred on my, my little <laughs> here for defense because Danny Youngs is a, a lot of uh, – you notice in a lot of coaches, like, they're offensive minded, but I noticed when I went to a Brenham game, Danny Young's, you know, he's way on the other side. He's just letting the offense cook and, you know, he calls the defense. So that's really inspiring um, to kind of, or, you know, eye opening. I love the defensive side of the ball and watching that um, as far as players. Oh man. It, it's across the board. Um, I, I always refer back to Brian. I know they're very hungry. Um, tight, like they have a lot of two way players. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's just, it's just there's so many players it's like where do you even begin picking (laughs) (laughs) and when you 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 were there for a year there's always there's some good 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 rivalry games down there um it was I guess a two-part question here was there a game last year that you just absolutely enjoyed that really stuck out to you and heading into the 2023 season what game do you have circled on your calendar yeah well it's really interesting um for so, you know, last year was my first year. And so playoff games, we always had to travel um, to like neutral sites. That was new to me. Um, they didn't they didn't do that in Nebraska. They didn't do that in South Dakota. Um, so one of the games that really stood out to me was the Burton Mark game um, out in, I think it was like Rock, Round, it was up around the Austin area. Yeah, Round and, Rock um, probably, I think is where yeah, it was. Yeah, that Martin game. And Burton was just, uh, rolling over teams they hadn't they were 13 and 0 but uh, they kind of met their match in March. but I just remember the you know high school football is so big down here but even when it becomes like late late deep run playoff games like that's when things really start to matter and um, any kind of mistakes you know th- there's no room for mistakes mm-hmm. so that was one of the games that really stopped me, even though they lost um, but I remember that being like this is the real deal here in the uh, last round of the playoffs for the state game. There's nothing like Texas high school football, and mm-hmm. there's definitely nothing like Texas high school football playoffs. So glad you got to experience that. No doubt you're going to get to experience it this year. Um, one final question there for you, Nicole. And we, I don't obviously, I don't think we were able to ask you this last year, but we now can ask you this this year. We love to know when we're down in College Station because it seems like we yeah. end up down there probably two to three times a, a year. year. Where should we go eat at? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, the Mexican food down here, the Tex-Mex is great. I, I catch myself going to Chewy's a lot and I'm going to Gringo's. So I, I don't know if you guys have, maybe you have Gringo's. I know it's a chain, but they're always busy. Uh, Chewy's does the best um, like chips and salsa I've ever had. They have like a jalapeno mm. ranch salsa. So I tried to make it on my own. Um, that's how much I like it. So I had a whole bowl of this jalapeno ranch salsa um, that I tried to eat by myself. So have you been next to- time you're down, we'll try to make it. Have you been we'll to, try to go there. Have you been Sorry, to Cilantro's? It's a Mexican restaurant, and I think it's That's in Bryan. Yeah, it's in Bryan, downtown Bryan. We went to, yeah, one's called Cilantro's. Last Mallory year, found yes. it. Seven. It's I have been there. Phenomenal. What are your thoughts? It was great. People said, um, you know, you want to find, like, the real authentic, like, Mexican mm-hmm. food. And um, people were saying, like, uh, Cilantro's is the best, um, yep. best Mexican you'll have. And so I went there. I think I got 
um man i don't even remember what i got that's how bad it is but i remember it being really good and the margaritas obviously you gotta get a margarita correct (laughs) yes yes ma'am there she goes it is nicole griffith from kbtx there in bryan college station nicole thank you so much for uh for hopping on we're glad that we were able to give you more time to prepare to prepare like as a whole season um but we look forward to uh hopefully crossing paths with you later this year Yes, and then come next year, I'll have even more knowledge. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. We love it. Thank you, guys. There she goes. KBTX sports reporter Nicole Griffith. Really appreciate her hopping on. You can follow her um, on Twitter, X, whatever the app's name is, at Nicole G-R-I-F-F underscore. So Nicole Griff underscore. Nicole Griff. I I legitimately – I was thinking about that, typing out her name for the lower third. That's a really cool name. Yeah. Like Nicole Griffith. That, that's a strong name. It is strong. You know? Yeah. My name, I don't think is very strong. Like it doesn't have a strong sound to it, but like Nicole Griffith is like a gut punch, you know? Malori. <laughs> Malori doesn't have a cool gut punch to it. Uh, yeah. Can I tell that story? Yeah, you can tell that story. <laughs> so we, sidebar. We were, we're calling sidebar. sidebar. We were, me, you and Ish were sitting at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was right before the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony mm-hmm. this past year. Uh, we were, you know, gearing up for the show, filling up our gut with Chick-fil-A. Correct. And <laughs> the guy comes by with our food, right? And so it looks like he's coming over to, <laughs> to our table and we're expecting him to say one of our names, right? Mm-hmm. He said something, and I, did, I just kind of sat there, and I was like, say that again, sir? Was that one of our names? And he looks at me, and he goes, Malori? what? And at that Who? P- <laughs> say that again, please? Sound it out. And at that point, I'm bent over cackling. Like, I felt, I genuinely felt bad for the guy, because... Uh, that was just really rude of me to like not wait until he left, but I could not hold it in. So she just goes, "Who?" And he goes, "Malori." Say it like that. The, the thing, just, the the thing that caught me off guard was just I've never heard my name pronounced like that before. Usually everybody gets the pronunciation right. It's just the spelling oh, that's spirit. wrong. So I've never, I've just never heard that, and that's why I was so taken aback by what he said. So I didn't mean to be rude. I wasn't. I didn't think I was rude. Just <laughs> anyway, that's the story. Anyway, Nicole Griffith has a very <laughs> strong name, just like her coverage of the greater Bryan College go. Station area and the go. Brazos Valley. So we really appreciate her doing that. Um, much stronger of a name than Malori. <laughs> you know what else has a really strong name? Uh, VCR now. <laughs> so why don't we hear from our good friends? Oh, boom. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful, long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. All right, Mallory. <laughs> Stop it. I don't let's, like that. Let's, I don't like it. Let's dive in to the Brazos Valley. So, if what you if I don't are, want to? You know, what if I just got up and walked out? Because that is not nice. Well, then I would. People would be stuck just staring at my face because I can talk. Like there just won't be a graphic up before <laughs> me. Um, I'm so, because we haven't done this, um, here it is. The 
64th edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. When you start to flip through it, you'll get to these high school pages, and we've got rankings. We have our preseason rankings where we rank the top 25 in each classification from 5A down to 1A. And then in 6A, um, because the division split does not happen until the postseason, we rank the top 50. So we're going to go through and show you which teams in the Bradazos Valley are ranked in our preseason Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings, the official rankings of the Associated Press. We start off. In 5A Division One, coming in at number three, how about them Cougars? Talking about College Station, and what a roller coaster of a ride that was last year. Oh, so, yeah. flashback, go back in your way back machine, and Marquise Collins, the superstar going into his senior year running back, gets hurt. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was even before the season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, was in preseason. preseason. Um, and I don't know if it was in summer workouts or yeah. if it was in fall camp uh, or like two a days. I, I have a feel, I, have I think it was two a days. Maybe it was. I don't know. But we knew Regardless, for a fact before the playing. season started that they were toast, as we thought. Yeah. Right? There's no way. That's the superstar. They lost Jet Huff. They lost their head coach in Steve Huff. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in enters Aiden Martinez Brown. <laughs> Uh, but no, for real, then they go. So we think, okay, maybe we'll see. Then they go into week one, 52 to 27 loss against Lovejoy. And we're going, oh my God, there goes, as they were number one, I think going into last year. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, there they go. Done. Toasted. Trash. Goodbye. (laughs) And then it enters Aiden Martinez Brown College Station after we completely buried them after week one, completely rode off. All the way to AT&T Stadium. So they drop one against Georgetown in late October, which was just kind of a fumble on their part. And then they make it all the way, play Alito in the state championship, get embarrassed in the state championship. But regardless, they made it back at the hands of what fundamentally was an unbelievable sophomore running back. Um, So he is back for his junior season. Um, Arrington Maiden is back for his senior year, the quarterback that had over 2,000 passing yards. So what I'm saying is College Station ranked very highly. We're not dropping them this year just because one player got hurt. Um, I'm going to be young on the offensive line, and I think the secondary, which is not something that they usually have to worry about. Usually College Station is very fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. on the offensive line so that'll be interesting but all the skill players are back so we think very highly nice. of college station moving down to the 5a division two ranks this is where you'll find the number 12th ranked brenham cubs danny youngs in his second season um they lost to eventual state finalist png 38 28 in the regional semifinals. They were hit really hard by graduation this year, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They do return six starters on defense. So I think that if the defense can carry them for the first couple of games and they can grow on the offense, you can expect good things from the Brenham Cubs I feel like they are definitely the favorite in their district. It'll be interesting Mm -hmm. looking past that, though, as they have to go through that just tumultuous region three there with Fort Bend Marshall and PNG, who, again, they would love to have a revenge game on heading into this year. Moving down to 4A Division Two, it is the Mustangs out of Buckyville. Madisonville, if you will. Correct. Um... They fell 60-21 to 21 last year in the regional semifinals to uh, Mallory's beloved Silsby Tigers. Let's go! Uh, Silsby Tigers, they, they, they got the full Draylon Miller experience. experience. They, do, um, they sure did. But, man, they've got All-State wide receiver Lorenzo Johnson coming back. And then on top of him coming back, almost all the rest of the skill players are back this year. They will need an offensive line to grow up really quickly if they're going to be able to utilize those skill players. But don't have much concern for that. They come in the last preseason ranked team in preseason number 25 there in 4A Division 2. Moving on down, 3A Division 1. You heard of them before? The Lions of Franklin. They come in. Mafia. Slot T Mafia injected into my veins forever and always. Uh, the Franklin Lions back to back 16 and 0 seasons there under head coach Mark Fannin. And uh, Nicole brought up a good point. He's only got three losses in his three years. He's 44 and three. 
44 and 3 at Franklin. That's pretty good. That's that's not bad. Insane. One of those is a state championship loss, correct? Uh, yes i believe so yeah um but regardless back-to-back two-time state championships they have not lost a game i guess since 2020 that's pretty good (laughs) wow (laughs) um so last year franklin is so funny for me because last year we went in and guess who we were talking about bryson washington we talked about Bryson Washington and the unbelievable show he put on in the 2021 state championship, mm-hmm. the just insane year that he has as a junior. And we were looking at it going, oh my gosh, this guy, once he put the state on notice, still has another year. Now, Bryson Washington still did his thing last year. He is truly an exceptional player, incredibly fun to watch. One of my favorite players to watch since I've been covering Texas high school football for Dave Campbell's. Um, but how about sophomore Jaden Jackson Mm -hmm. this was the insane thing for me I mean over 2200 yards on the ground 32 touchdowns last year but we knew Jaden Jackson was special and we were like okay great he's gonna play second fiddle to Bryson Washington it's gonna be great I don't remember if you remember sitting there talking with me at the state championship but we are sitting there watching it and we're looking around and we're going we think that Bryson Washington is incredibly talented, but this sophomore is making him look like his number two right well, now. Well, he's huge, too. I mean, I, I'll talk more about him later when we when we really dive into some of these players, players. around the area. But, like, he's he's got great size already, as, and he's a, he's going to be a junior. Yeah. So, he what? He might be able to drive at this point? He yeah. might have had a 16th birthday. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it a little bit more. But Franklin is going to be incredible. They're, they're bringing back. Uh, Jaden Jackson only going to be a junior this year. Uh, the defense looks great. Brandon Smith on the defensive line is back from injury, which is going to be a huge get for them. And then linebackers, Braden Urie and Colby Smith are both back. I think that the experience for this team, because still so many of these guys are young, the experience is just impalpable. Mm-hmm. Um, so incredibly excited to watch them trickling down to these smaller classifications. Now, here we go down in two a division one out of district 12. It is number 10 or number seven rather in Centerville. They went 10 and three last year, but 10 and three is, is great. Get this. Their only losses were to Crawford, a one point loss to Mart and Timpson. They got Terry Bussied in the regional semifinal. Which makes sense. I mean. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's crazy for, to, to play that steep of a schedule and to lose to those three programs, Crawford, Mart by one point, and Timpson in a regional semifinal. Yeah. That's that's a really, really impressive feat considering they were young I was last say, year. Yeah, they're bringing back pretty much everybody on both sides of the ball too so they're only they're only on the trajectory though. yeah they had they've had five playoff wins in the past two years and I think they were a little bit of a year early last year mm-hmm. um so they run that multiple wing uh and then I think the big one for them is that they've got Andrew Newman back at at running back co-district offensive player of the year down there in district 12 uh he was he was right on the cusp of 100 or 1,000 yards last year. Um, They're going to have to fill some spots in the defense, but keep an eye on Centerville because, like we said, I think they were a little bit early last year. That experience is really going to come back Mm -hmm. if if the defense can kind of reload a little bit, but the offense should be humming with no problem. Moving on down to 2A Division I, a pair of top 10 ranked contenders. You heard Nicole talk about them in the number five ranked Bremont Tigers coming out of District 13, fell to Falls City in a bye district last year, went 8-3. and three. We expect big things from Bremont this year. Uh, Braylon Wortham is back at again, why I love why I love small school ball. Quarterback and defensive end. Braylon what a Wortham. duo, man! <laughs> is what a back duo. as a sophomore. He had a 1,600 yards, 26 touchdowns rushing. Truly a dual threat quarterback. Um, and the reason that we have such high expectations for Bremont is because they legitimately bring back basically their entire team um, with a year's more of experience, which is funny because they did fall in the by district round. But if you go back, much like how we had ridden off. College Station in the early part of the year. They lost to Falls City. Mm -hmm. We rode off the Beavers 
so early. Yeah. I mean, they had like three games where it was like, what in the world is happening down there? And then they did that thing where they turned on the Jets and started blowing over people for the mm-hmm. rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So a, a hard-fought loss there to Fall City. Um, but we expect big things out of Bremon. They are a little small, but very fast. So watch out. Moving on now down to number nine. That'll be the Burton Panthers out of District 14 down there. They went 13-1 and last year. Lost to Martin in the state semifinals, 41-14. to Really close games all the way until then. I mean, an undefeated record until the state semifinals. Not something you can complain about. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be returning eight starters on their offense, six starters on their defense. Incredibly. Here's, here's the key for Burton here. Incredibly experienced returning rushing game and incredibly experienced returning offensive line. Expect this to be a big ground and pound. That's kind of where the difference between Bremont and Burton are. Bremont, small and fast. Burton, they're going to punch you in the Hard mouth. Hard-nosed hitting team. They will definitely punch you in the mouth. And then uh, – Three-year starter, Colby Black, back to lead the defense there at linebacker. He's been a key staple for that Burton defense for a couple of years now. So excited to see what they do. And then finally, rounding it out there in 1A Division Two, We stretch all the way from the largest classification in the Brazos Valley in 6A down to the smallest six-man classification in 1A Division Two, And it is number 10, Oakwood. They went 11-3 and last season, lost to Lorraine in the state semifinal semifinals but expecting to make another long playoff run down there in the UIL's smallest classification so obviously the handful of other teams that we did not mention there are 24 teams in the Brazos Valley region one of which being Brian like she mentioned um, and that's who Mm -hmm. Nicole primarily covers and she thinks that good things on their offensive or on their defensive side of the ball same thing goes for Brian Rudder a couple of different really big programs down there but out of all of those, those are the preseason ranked teams. And that's a lot, to be honest with you. I mean, out of one of the smallest regions in yeah, the state of Texas to have that much power. And what I find interesting about it is it's not just like, oh, it's all power at the top or it's all power at the bottom. You've got a legitimate contender even. in mm-hmm. almost every classification. Yeah, it's very even. I was looking through all of the, the regions last night just kind of as a refresher. And I was like, dang, this is a really, really small region. I wish we could have gone back and looked at the percentage because of you know ranked teams versus how many teams are actually in the region because it'll be a high percentage yeah. because like you said there's not many teams really in that region but a high number of ranked teams mm-hmm. yeah so very very good talent especially man if you're if you're a fan of hard nose hitting football and some mm-hmm. big running back energy the Brazos Valley is where you want to stay which leads us directly into talking about some of those players that maybe if you're not interested in the region, but you like the recruiting side of stuff, we head over to Mallory with more. Stop it. (laughs) I had to do it one more time. We head over to Mallory Artley with uh, a breakdown on top recruits to watch for. Maybe. You call me Mallory again. I'm getting up and I'm leaving here. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into it. it Just to see if she's for real. (laughs) Let's get into it. We'll start off in the big dogs, the six a ranks. You heard Nicole talk about him already, but I'm going to talk about him some more because he is a star-studded wide receiver out of Bryan. It's Tyson Turner. He's entering his senior season at Bryan High School, standing at 6'2", weighing 190 pounds, which is really, really good frame for a wide receiver. As a junior, Turner recorded 34 receptions for 665 yards and 13 touchdowns, and that was just through 10 regular season games. He's already committed to Texas Tech. He did that, I think, back in June of this year. Man, joining an already strong wide receiver unit out there in Lubbock. He really is a dynamic athlete who has no problem separating himself from defenders. If you don't believe me, just watch his huddle. It's all over that. And not only is he a speedster, but Turner actually placed third as a junior at the May 2023 Texas 6A High Jump Finals. So not only does he have the speed, but he's got that really high vertical as well, which obviously makes him just a dynamic wide receiver all around. Moving on down to College Station defensive back Tony Hamilton. We already talked about the running back factory over there, but let's switch sides here and talk about the defense. He's on our 5A preseason All-State team as a defensive back. As a junior, he recorded 131 total tackles. 10 tackles for loss and four interceptions. He's just a guy that can perform really, really well 
under pressure. And one of the one of the highlights that I saw from him when I was looking at his huddle tape earlier was the game against AM Consolidated last year. That was such a highly highly anticipated game, I oh, think, yeah. for us. And it was a really, really fun game to watch because we truly didn't know what college station, like you said, was gonna be without Marquise Collins um, in the running game. Uh, College Station ended up winning that game, thirty-eight to twenty-eight, I believe. But on the on AM Consolidated's last drive, I believe it was um, Hamilton picked off uh, picked off the quarterback's pass. I don't remember what AM Consolidated's quarterback was, but he's just a guy that he can perform very, very well under pressure. And I think that is a perfect example of that. He just, he performs at a high level in very key moments in games. And he's just a guy that you can rely on. He's a playmaker. He's a guy that you can rely on in any type of situation there in the defense. He's got an offer from Texas state and Northwestern state as of right now, but I have a feeling that those offers are probably going to be flooding in once the season starts. Oh yeah. And, and coach Pryor is a very, very large advocate for Tony Hamilton in a lot of different Mm -hmm. ways. He says he's his best all-around player, and he said, but here's the big thing that sticks out to me. He's going to take on a greater leadership and two-way role, and then he put in all caps, physical. Yes. Um, So we knew the physical part, but to hear that you're able to take on a leadership role in both sides of the ball, that's that's really big. They've got something really special there in Tony Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Moving on down, let's talk about Brenham linebacker Cade Moore. And you kind of heard Nicole talk about it a little bit. This defense is going to be very, very good. Offense is is, is probably a little bit young, but this team is going to be highlighted by linebacker Cade Moore. That's for sure. He's our 10-5A Division II preseason defensive MVP. He recorded 109 total tackles, 17 tackles for loss, and six sacks last season. He's just a guy that can really do it all. He's got a really good frame, six foot, 205 pounds, and he's quick. He's a guy that just can do it all. And like I said, this is a very defensive, heavy team. Um, he's just going to be that star down there um, at the linebacker spot, and he's he's going to be the leader. He's going to be – he's a senior this year. Um, he's going to be a leader for this team, and I think that they've got a really, really good shot at maybe, maybe making it to AT&T Stadium with this defensive, heavy team. Yeah, he just to add to it, he blocked two punts last year too. So yeah, you talked Ross. about because we see him, we see his six foot two oh five stature, and we think, man, that's just that's just a big old boy, mm-hmm. you know. Like he plays very physical, but I think I agree when saying that Cade's like most underrated asset is his speed. Yeah, I don't think enough people realize just how quick off the draw he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on down, let's talk about Brian Rudder, athlete. Jacques Martin. Um, he's listed as a wide receiver on 247, but I think he's he plays a little bit at running back too. So we're labeling him as an athlete. He really stood out at the state seven on seven tournament this year. I didn't see him personally, but I definitely saw a lot of tweets about him. Um, and he led Rudder to compete in the championship bracket, the division one championship bracket that Saturday. They lost in the first round, but he really, really stood out during that tournament. He caught 40 passes last year for 575 yards and seven touchdowns while racking up 217 rushing yards and two touchdowns on the ground last season. He's quick on his feet, and I think just looking through his huddle tape this morning, he's he's a really good route runner. He's mm-hmm. quick, and, and he's got a lot of speed there. He's quick on his feet. Um, he's got offers from Texas Tech, Nebraska, Arkansas State, and Florida A&M, but it looks like, going through his Twitter, that maybe Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies look a little interested in him. They've got their eye on him. He, I think he attended one of their camps or something this summer, but mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher's definitely... Definitely has his eye on this kid. Yeah, he's he's something special. Uh, Coach Zar will tell you. He said I, he's the best football player I've coached in the last ten years. Yeah, I mean that's, that's special. That's some high praise, and and it would be great to see him stay in state, stay in College Station, mm-hmm. you know, or the BCS area, and stick there. I think that if if he. I want to say wide receiver. I think he would be the perfect thing for a little slot receiver. I genuinely, genuinely do. 5'11", stature, 185. I think he's built more like a running back, yeah. Yeah, I think he's got the frame to add on a little bit more good weight. I don't I don't know if he's big enough to play. I think he could absolutely play running back at Brian Rudder. I don't know if he's got the frame to play it in college. Um, 
but he he's got, he still has another year to grow too yeah I mean he's still growing and he like I said I think he's got the frame to add on a little bit more of that like yeah. the healthy good weight that you're looking for but I think that might be what colleges like the most about him is he's kind of on that teetering edge of a lot of different positions and he's got the skill to play all of those just depending on where they need him and where he needs to go mm-hmm. yeah and, and Rudder they didn't do too hot last season but again I think they were still a very young team and with with Jackie's Martin as well as uh, Brandon Cooks at wide receiver they're probably poised for the come up this season mm-hmm all right, do we even have to talk about him? We've already talked about him a thousand times. Franklin running back, Jaden Jackson. Let's talk about the running back factory that is the Franklin Lions. And like I said, I got to start off this just by naming off his stats. I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but here's his exact stats from last season. And again, as a sophomore, these are the numbers that he was able to, to put up. 238 carries for 2,212 yards and 32 touchdowns. Light work. That's Yeah, that's light work. And, of course, led the Lions to their second consecutive state title. He's got a great frame, staying at 5'11", 210 pounds. And, again, he's only going to be a junior this year. So, will he keep growing? I don't know. That's a good frame for a running back, though, I'd say. Um, he's just a hard-nosed back who isn't afraid to just barrel through the line to create, really, his own path and his own, his own holes for himself, um, which is really the style of play that Franklin likes to play. Down there, they like to play that slot T, and, and they take a lot of pride in their running game. Um, and man, he's got a mean stiff arm too. Oh there are, yeah, there were a couple See, of the couple of highlights he had on his huddle where he just stiff armed the heck out of these these defenders, and they had no chance. Yeah, I mean he he is absolutely going to have a bigger frame than Bryson Washington by the time it gets oh, yeah. done. I mean, I, I honestly think that he already did last year, but the thing that just impressed me so much about him was with that larger frame, with the more defined muscle tone and all of that, he was still able to be just as elusive mm-hmm. as Bryson Washington was when it came to the cuts. I mean, He's it so was... quick on his feet. Like, his agility is just... It's jarring. Yeah, it's and I so... think he, he welcomes contact, too, yeah. which is obviously... To a certain degree, always really good to see. But I I was genuinely just impressed with how elusive he was off the cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's super impressive. Like, I love I love watching his huddle because it's it's he's one of those running backs that he's just not afraid to get his hands dirty. No, not at all. He's, he'll he, block for people too. He'll block for like, people. and that's that's yeah. intangible stuff as a coach. Like, if you're looking at that as a coach and you see your sophomore running back mm-hmm. blocking for your senior who is equally as talented, right? That's I mean, you can't teach that. No, no, you can't. (laughs) All right, let's round it all out in the 2A ranks with Centerville offensive lineman James Wright. He's the 2A preseason all – he's a 2A preseason all-state offensive lineman. And, man, there's a reason why. He stands at 6'6", 315 pounds. In the 2A ranks. Big boy. You don't see that combination of height and weight. No. Anywhere in the 2A ranks. I mean, anywhere, probably. I mean, that's probably a normal offensive lineman frame when you're looking for at the college. Six, eight, and a fifth. <laughs> Correct. That too, but 2A. I, I wouldn't even say that 6'6, 315 is normal for 6A. Like, I would say that there's, there is a. It's more common. Good percentage. But that's not normal. Nah, like, none no, of that no. is normal. No, not I not guarantee the you they were watching him walk into kindergarten as, like, this 5'5", five, 140-pound five, kid and going, Mama, keep feeding him. Coach, coach coming yeah, in like, yep, yep, yep that's the one. I need that five yep. meals a day. <laughs> Get no. that calorie count out, boy. Man, and he, he really is. He just looks like a, a man amongst boys out there. Because, again, that frame in, that is just not common in that, in that rank. Uh, but not only is he big, but he's he's an athlete too. He sticks with his blocks, creating big gaps in the line for his running back. He's just a special player for this Centerville team, and it, it, like you said, made it four rounds deep in the playoffs. And yes, they were pretty young, maybe a year early last year. But this guy returns. They've got a great they got great skill players on the offensive side of the ball. They're poised for a really, really special year, I think, this Centerville team, and I can't I can't praise that enough. And it's going to be led by this offensive lineman right here, James Yeah, Wright. 56 pancakes last year. Ooh, light work. And that's the thing. is he's, he's, uh, He runs a 5.940, so um, speed, not the name of the game. But in the 2A ranks, he just needs to be a wall. Like, yeah, right. If he, if he was playing in a higher classification, he would need to – he might need to work on trimming down a little bit and – and getting that speed a little bit better, but 
shoot man just go up there and and block four kids at once you know first the first uh the first highlight on his huddle tape was it looked like a you remember that scene from the blind side where michael Orr just takes that kid to the bus where are you go where were you taking him michael the bus it was time for him to go home that's exactly what it looks (laughs) like and i'm like man that's that's how you start off your huddle yeah with that with that video right there but yeah he's a special player and he's gonna lead that team pretty far this year so there you go players to watch in the brazos valley region man i love doing that I really do. I like going. I like watching tape. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Cruden me... Power Hour with uh, Malpal. <laughs> sure, with Malori. Malori. Ah, you said it, not I'm me. Just kidding. <laughs> no, incorrect. But yep, there you go. Players to watch in the Brazos Valley region. So there you go. We're back. Whether you wanted us Woo. to be or not, uh, women talking football live every Thursday at two o'clock. So this is exactly if you're new here, one welcome. If you're joining us again, happy football season. Uh, we'll be here every single Thursday at two o'clock right here. If you are not going to watch us live, perfectly fine. You can download it on any podcast vendor of your choice. Um, but this is exactly how it'll look. We'll go through, we'll talk about the teams that, uh, we have the highest hopes for. We'll break down. We'll try to bring in a reporter from across the state every single week to get that hometown feel to it. They know the most about those teams as anyone possibly could. And then we'll break down some players. So if you enjoy it, let us know if you think we should change anything up. Also let us know, but we appreciate it. And we are super looking forward to the remainder of this season. Um, Do you want to put up that graphic one more time? Just a reminder, Mm -hmm. because we will likely be stressed out at this point next Thursday, considering we will be about, you know, 18 hours away. But right now, we're just excited. There is no stress. There's some stress, not a lot of stress. Coming August 25th, the premiere of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight. You can stream it for free on TexanLive.com every single Friday night of the Texas high school football season from 730 to 10 o'clock from live from the University of North Texas NTTV studios. We're working with students. It's an internship for them. So it's students helping students to broadcast games of students. We're big in on all of that here, but a red zone style show diving in on some of the largest Texas high school football games across the Lone Star State every single Friday for free on TexanLive.com. We hope you will join us there. But until then, we will see you again next Thursday on Women Talking Football. Thank you.